Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin with day 233, August 20th, Ezekiel 24-28. Judgment East and West. Overview. Gloating over the fate of another is one sure way to share that fate. Judah's neighbors, smug in their arrogance, stand next in line for Ezekiel's declaration of judgment. Ammon, Moab, Edom, Philistia, Tyre, none will escape God's wrath according to Ezekiel's vision of doom. Age-old adversaries and great commercial empires alike will topple to show the world that God's justice cannot be thwarted. Chapter 24, Tears for Ezekiel, Dead Wife. Chapter 25, Terror for Ammon, Moab, Edom, Philistia, Deadly Warfare. Chapters 26 to 27, Toppling of Tyre's Pride, Deadly Wisdom. Chapter 28, Toppling of Tyre's King, Deadly Wisdom. Insight, How the Mighty Have Fallen, Ezekiel 26, 14. Tyre, located 60 miles northwest of Nazareth, was actually a split city, half on an island and half on the mainland with the channel in between. At the zenith of its power, Tyre controlled virtually all commerce on the Mediterranean and boasted colonies in Africa, Spain, and Britain. After the Babylonian siege, however, it never regained its former glory. Today, the once proud city is nothing more than a bare rock where fishermen spread their nets, a remarkable fulfillment of Ezekiel's prophecy, chapter 26, verses 4 to 5. Insight. Stuck up, brought down. Ezekiel 28.17. The king of Tyre had become proud. 28.17. According to Proverbs 6.16-19, pride or haughty eyes is at the top of the list of things God hates. For other examples of the seriousness of a haughty heart, look up the biblical epitaphs of these four prideful people. Ahithophel, 2 Samuel 17.23. Haman, Esther 3, 5, 7, 9, Herod, Acts 12, 21 to 23, and although he ultimately repented and had his honor restored, Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel 4, 30, Ezekiel 24, the sign of the cooking pot. On January 15th, during the ninth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord, son of man, write down today's date, because on this very day, the king of Babylon is beginning his attack against Jerusalem. Then give these rebels an illustration with this message from the sovereign Lord. Put a pot on the fire and pour in some water. Fill it with choice pieces of meat, the rump and the shoulder, and all the most tender cuts. Use only the best sheep from the flock and heat fuel on the fire beneath the pot. Bring the pot to a boil and cook the bones along with the meat. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. 
with sorrow awaits Jerusalem, the city of murderers. She is a cooking pot whose corruption can't be cleaned out. Take the meat out in random order, for no piece is better than the other. For the blood of her murders is splashed on the rocks. It isn't even spilled on the ground, where the dust could cover it. So I will splash her blood on a rock for all to see, an expression of my anger and vengeance against her. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. What sorrow awaits Jerusalem, the city of murderers. I myself will pile up the fuel beneath her. Yes, heap on the wood. Let the fire roar to make the pot boil. Cook the meat with many spices, and afterward burn the bones. Now set the empty pot on the coals. Heat it red hot. Burn away the filth and corruption, but it's hopeless. The corruption can't be cleaned out. So throw it into the fire. Your impurity is your lewdness and the corruption of your idolatry. I tried to cleanse you, but you refused. So now you will remain in your filth until my fury against you has been satisfied. I, the Lord, have spoken. The time has come, and I won't hold back. I will not change my mind, and I will have no pity on you. You will be judged on the basis of all your wicked actions, says the Sovereign Lord. The death of Ezekiel's wife. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, with one blow I will take away your dearest treasure. Yet you must not show any sorrow at her death. Do not weep, let there be no tears. Groan silently, but let there be no wailing at her grave. Do not uncover your head, or take off your sandals. Do not perform the usual rituals of mourning, or accept any food brought to you by consoling friends. So I proclaimed this to the people the next morning, and in the evening my wife died. The next morning I did everything I had been told to do. Then the people asked, What does all this mean? What are you trying to tell us? So I said to them, A message came to me from the Lord, and I was told to give this message to the people of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will defile my temple, the source of your security and pride, the place your heart delights in. Your sons and daughters whom you left behind in Judah will be slaughtered by the sword. Then you will do as Ezekiel has done. You will not mourn in public or console yourselves by eating the food brought by friends. Your heads will remain covered and your sandals will not be taken off. You will not mourn or weep, but you will waste away because of your sins. You will groan among yourselves for all the evil you have done. Ezekiel is an example for you. You will do just as he has done, and when that time comes, you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, on the day I take away their stronghold, their joy and glory, their heart's desire, their dearest treasure, I will also take away their sons and daughters. And on that day, a survivor from Jerusalem will come to you in Babylon, and tell you what has happened. And when he arrives, your voice will suddenly return so you can talk to him, and you will be a symbol for these people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel 25, a message for Amos. Then this message came to me from the Lord, son of man, turn and face the land of Amon and prophesy against its people. Give the Ammonites this message from the Sovereign Lord. Hear the word of the Sovereign Lord. Because you cheered when my temple was defiled, mocked Israel in her desolation, and laughed at Judah as she went away into exile, 
I will allow nomads from the eastern deserts to overrun your country. They will set up their camps among you and pitch their tents on your land. They will harvest all your fruit and drink the milk from your livestock. And I will turn the city of Rabbah into a pasture for camels in all the land of the Ammonites into a resting place for sheep and goats. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you clapped and danced and cheered with glee at the destruction of my people, I will raise my fist of judgment against you. I will give you as plunder too many nations. I will cut you off from being a nation and destroy you completely. Then you will know that I am the Lord. A message from Moab. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because the people of Moab have said that Judah is just like all the other nations, I will open up their eastern flank and wipe out their glorious frontier towns, Bat Jeshimot, Baal, Mian, and Kiriathim. And I will hand Moab over to nomads from the eastern deserts, just as I handed over Ammon. Yes, the Ammonites will no longer be counted among the nations. In the same way, I will bring my judgment down on the Moabites. Then they will know that I'm the Lord. A message for Edom. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The people of Edom have sinned greatly by avenging themselves against the people of Judah. Therefore, says the Sovereign Lord, I will raise my fist of judgment against Edom. I will wipe out its people and animals with the sword. I will make a wasteland of everything from Timon to Dedan. I will accomplish this by the hand of my people Israel. They will carry out my vengeance with anger, and Edom will know that this vengeance is from me. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. A message for Philistia. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The people of Philistia have acted against Judah out of bitter revenge and long-standing contempt. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will raise my fist of judgment against the land of the Philistines. I will wipe out the Kerethites and utterly destroy the people who live by the sea. I will execute terrible vengeance against them to punish them for what they have done. And when I have inflicted my revenge, they will know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel 26, a message for Tyre. On February 3rd, during the 12th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, Tyre has rejoiced over the fall of Jerusalem, saying, Ha! She who was the gateway to the rich trade routes to the east has been broken, and I am the heir. Because she has been made desolate, I will become wealthy. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am your enemy, O Tyre, and I will bring many nations against you, like the waves of the sea crashing against your shoreline. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and tear down its towers. I will scrape away its soil and make it a bare rock. It will be just a rock in the sea, a place for fishermen to spread their nets. For I have spoken, says the Sovereign Lord. Tyre will become the prey of many nations, and its mainland villages will be destroyed by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. From the north I will bring King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon against Tyre. He is king of kings and brings his horses, chariots, charioteers, and great army. First he will destroy your mainland villages. 
Then he will attack you by building a siege wall, constructing a ramp, and raising a roof of shields against you. He will pound your walls with battering rams and demolish your towers with sledgehammers. The hoofs of his horses will choke the city with dust, and the noise of charioteers and chariot wheels will shake your walls as they storm through your broken gates. His horsemen will trample through every street in the city. They will butcher your people, and your strong pillars will topple. They will plunder all your riches and merchandise and break down your walls. They will destroy your lovely homes and dump your stones and timbers and even your dust into the sea. I will stop the music of your songs. No more will the sound of harps be heard among your people. I will make your island a bare rock, a place for fishermen to spread their nets. You will never be rebuilt, for I, the Lord, have spoken. Yes, the Sovereign Lord has spoken. The Effect of Tyre's Destruction This is what the Sovereign Lord says to Tyre. The whole coastline will tremble at the sound of your fall, as the screams of the wounded echo in the continual slaughter. All the seaport rulers will step down from their thrones and take off their royal robes and beautiful clothing. They will sit on the ground trembling with horror at your destruction. Then they will wail for you, singing this funeral song. O famous island city, once ruler of the sea, how you have been destroyed. Your people with their naval power once spread fear around the world. Now the coastlands tremble at your fall. The islands are dismayed as you disappear. This is what the sovereign lord says. I will make Tyre an uninhabited ruin like many others. I will bury you beneath the terrible waves of enemy attack. Great seas will swallow you. I will send you to the pit to join those who descended there long ago. Your city will lie in ruins, buried beneath the earth like those in the pit who have entered the world of the dead. You will have no place of respect here in the land of the living. I will bring you to a terrible end, and you will exist no more. You will be looked for, but you will never again be found. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel 27 The end of Tyre's glory. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, sing a funeral song for Tyre, that mighty gateway to the sea, the trading center of the world. Give Tyre this message from the Sovereign Lord. You boasted, O Tyre, my beauty is perfect. You extended your boundaries into the sea. Your builders made your beauty perfect. You were like a great ship built of the finest cypress from Sinair. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. They carved your oars from the oaks of Bashan. Your deck of pine from the coast of Cyprus was inlaid with ivory. The sails were made of Egypt's finest linen, and they flew as a banner above you. You stood beneath blue and purple awnings, made bright with dyes from the coast of Elishah. Your oarsmen came from Sidon and Arvad. Your helmsmen were skilled from Tyre itself. Wise old craftsmen from Gabal did the corking. Ships from every land came with goods to barter for your trade. Men from distant Persia, Lydia, and Libya served in your great army. They hung their shields and helmets on your walls, giving you great honor. Men from Aved and Helek stood on your walls. 
Your towers were manned by men from Gamad. Their shields hung on your walls, completing your beauty. Tashish sent merchants to buy your wares in exchange for silver, iron, tin, and lead. Merchants from Greece, Tubal, and Meshach brought slaves and articles of bronze to trade with you. From Beth to Garma came riding horses, chariot horses, and mules, all in exchange for your goods. Merchants came to you from Didan. Numerous coastlands were your captive markets. They brought payment in ivory tusks and ebony wood. Syria sent merchants to buy your rich variety of goods. They traded turquoise, purple dyes, embroidery, fine linen, and jewelry of coral and rubies. Judah and Israel traded for your wares, offering wheat from minute figs, honey, olive oil, and balm. Damascus sent merchants to buy your rich variety of goods, bringing wine from Helbon and white wool from Zahar. Greeks from Uzal came to trade for your merchandise. Raw iron, cassia, and fragrant calmus were bartered for your wares. Didan sent merchants to trade their expensive saddle blankets with you. The Arabians and the princes of Kedah sent merchants to trade lands and rams and mailed goats in exchange for your goods. The merchants of Sheba and Ramah came with all kinds of spices, jewels, and gold in exchange for your wares. Haran, Kana, Eden, Sheba, Ashur, and Kilmad came with their merchandise too. They brought choice fabrics to trade, blue cloth embroidery, and multicolored carpets rolled up and bound with cords. The ships of Tashish were your ocean caravans. Your island warehouse was filled to the brim. The destruction of Tyre. But look, your oarsmen have taken you into stormy seas. A mighty eastern gale has wrecked you in the heart of the sea. Everything is lost. Your riches and wares, your sailors and pilots, your shipbuilders, merchants, and warriors. On the day of your ruin, everyone on board sinks into the depths of the sea. Your cities by the sea tremble as your pilots cry out in terror. All the oarsmen abandon their ships. The sailors and pilots stand on the shore. They cry aloud over you and weep bitterly. They throw dust on their heads and roll in ashes. They shave their heads in grief for you and dress themselves in burlap. They weep for you with bitter anguish and deep mourning. As they wail and mourn over you, they sing this sad funeral song. Was there ever such a city as Tyre, now silent at the bottom of the sea? The merchandise you traded satisfied the desires of many nations. Kings at the ends of the earth were enriched by your trade. Now you are a wrecked ship, broken at the bottom of the sea. All your merchandise and crew have gone down with you. All who live along the coastlands are appalled at your terrible fate. Their kings are filled with horror and look on with twisted faces. The merchants among the nations shake their heads at the sight of you, for you have come to a horrible end and will exist no more. Ezekiel 28, a message for Tyus King. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre 
this message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride, you claim, I am a God. I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea. But you are only a man and not a God. Though you boast that you are a God, you regard yourself as wiser than Daniel and think no secret is hidden from you. With your wisdom and understanding, you have amassed great wealth, gold and silver for your treasuries. Yes, your wisdom has made you very rich, and your riches have made you very proud. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Because you think you're as wise as God, I will now bring against you a foreign army, the terror of the nations. They will draw their swords against your marvelous wisdom and defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit, and you will die in the heart of the sea, pierced with many wounds. Will you then boast, I am a god, to those who kill you? To them, you will be no god, but merely a man. You will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this further message came to me from the Lord, son of man. Sing this funeral song for the king of Tyre. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red carnelian, pale green peridot, white moonstone, blue-green beryl, onyx, green jasper, blue lapis lazuli, turquoise, and emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, almighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire out from within you, and it consumed you. I reduced you to the ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All who knew you are appalled at your faith. You have come to a terrible end, and you will exist no more. A message for Sidon. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the city of Sidon and prophesy against it. Give the people of Sidon this message from the Sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Sidon. I will reveal my glory by what I do to you. I will bring judgment against you and reveal my holiness among you. Everyone watching will know that I am the Lord. I will send a plague against you, and blood will be spilled in your streets. The attack will come from every direction, and your people will lie slaughtered within your walls. Then everyone will know that I am the Lord. No longer will Israel's scornful neighbors prick and tear at her like briars and thorns, for then they will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. Restoration for Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. 
the people of Israel will again live in their own land, the land I gave my servant Jacob. For I will gather them from the distant lands where I have scattered them. I will reveal to the nations of the world my holiness among my people. They will live safely in Israel and build homes and plant vineyards. And when I punish the neighboring nations that treated them with contempt, they will know that I am the Lord their God, my daily walk. Do you have a problem with pride? If you answered no, are you proud of that fact? Consider for a moment these insightful words on the subject of pride, a problem not limited to Ezekiel's day. Pride is a vice not limited to the emperors of far-flung realms. Almost anyone by comparing himself or herself with those who have less talent, less success, or less popularity can emerge with a feeling of satisfaction that is the very opposite of humility. What is the remedy for pride? You'll find the prescription in 1 Corinthians 4, 7. It's the daily realization that all you are and have is a gift from God. The king of Tyre got into pride problems by forgetting that fact. Ezekiel 28, 12-19 shows numerous ways in which pride tripped up the king of Tyre. Are you in danger of being tripped up as well? Then spend a few minutes reviewing these potent proverbs about pride and its pitfalls. Proverbs 8.13, Understanding God's grace in your life is the first step towards true humility. That's so true. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Have a great day, and God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.